0: Hello and welcome to the Super Show Podcast. I'm your host Chris and today I've only got Jamie with me because uh, Jonesy, God, I mean, that poor soul.
1: He's uh, come down with a crippling case of Ragnarokitis. I've had. It's this bizarre illness where you're able to play hours of video games a day and when your friends desperately (laughs) need you to talk about said video game on a podcast, you suddenly get horrifyingly ill
0: yeah oh sorry guys i can't make it um something's come up it's like yeah right okay mate yeah you, you, you caused that you caused the war in ukraine and now you can't come on a podcast because god of war is out. come on we see we it. see right anyway. through his lies that's the thing
1: we've known we oh, man, it's, it
0: well. a, it's a web of lies
1: with yeah. jonesy
0: but uh you know with the little spider in the middle but there we go uh but yes we are a gaming podcast that is uh two out of three um cats i guess <laughs> if i had to go for
1: reference I'm more, I'm no, more, I'm more of a, I'm more of a dog kind of. Thing. Okay. Actually, you know, I'll take that back. I'm a rhino. You're a rhino. Think about it. If we okay. were in, transferred into the animal kingdom, I've got well, some what r- I'm thinking rhino of now. What I'm thinking of
0: now is Spider-Man PS4, and, and I think you fit the bill of of rhino in in its Hang entirety. On.
1: Wasn't that rhino a moron though? They, those characters so we are weird. so
0: we're a gaming podcast oh, and uh, okay. yeah we we are on weekly and you can catch us on any podcasting platform of your choice. I'm talking about uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, etc., etc., etc. Et blah 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 blah. We're also available on YouTube, where you can watch a videoed version of this. So if you want to see the big man himself, the Rhino, the uh, good old Rhino Cock Jamie, then uh, head on over to youtube.com and hey you could you could kind of like tag us i guess is the thing now that you can hmm. do uh at super show pod i don't even know if it's at super show pod or still at super show i don't even remember if i changed it back
1: jamie oh that's part of the fun just, though right like are you gonna get it right are you gonna get it wrong you won't know until you've tried
0: boom i just tag both just like fucking annoy the other one who cares yeah. um <laughs> yeah uh but yeah we're also available on Paisley Radio, which is an internet radio station, if you will, the premier internet radio station, paisleyradio.com, and you can catch us there. Pseudo live, Thursdays at 10 p.m., repeats on Friday, at uh, Mondays, 10 p.m. Getting my days of the week confused, Jamie. It's, uh, you know, it's, as we get to the end of the year, everything just kind of coalesces into... It's the singularity of my simulation, essentially.
1: Plus, Um, things keep changing. We record this thing on a Sunday now. That's still relatively new. And like not to force it into the conversation yet again, but I didn't hear as many people noting as I thought I would hear noting that God of War Ragnarok came out on a Wednesday. What's that all about? I thought video games came out on Tuesdays and Fridays. Can
0: I tell you, I did have a hot panic, Jamie. Yeah. Because... After last week's podcast, where I was like, Yeah, you know what, after this podcast, I'll just go and um I'll just pre-order it. I've got the money, I've got the funds, um, I've got the intent. Mm-hmm. Just fucking do it, right? Um, and I didn't do it. Okay, because I'm 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 lazy. Like okay. that. Yeah. and I was just okay. like, Yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then on Tuesday, I was like, fuck. It's gotta walk out. Right. It was like uh, because a lot of streamers had it like 25 hours earlier, whatever yes, it was. Yes, and they're yes. like, oh, yeah, the first hour of fucking... And I was like, oh, my God, have I fucking missed out on my my, uh, pre-order bonuses? So I scrambled, Jamie, on my phone on the fucking PS app <laughs> <laughs> and bought it through there because I was at work at the time of realization. And, uh, yeah, it, it was close, mate. I, I got yeah, on you Tuesday. you made it. That's so.
1: the most important part. I, I yeah. always had it in my head that I was going to start playing on Tuesday night and... I'm just enough nah, of a degenerate. No, <laughs> no I, I did play on Tuesday night, but because I'm the thing is, I'm. Didn't did, did it, did it launch at like five AM or something? No, it launched at midnight. And oh, I, right. I, I was going to yeah. say, I'm just enough a, of a degenerate that starting to play a video game, even a brand new one, at midnight doesn't feel that crazy. Like because I can comfortably stay up till two or three in the morning and just get that first session in, which I did. Yeah. But that that Tuesday, yeah, well, I had the same moment as you when I realized that. Influencers were clearly on like the twenty-four hour early uh, band of the uh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> of of communications. I was like, fuck, this is gonna be a long day. <laughs> yeah. Stay off social media, like do not yeah. even attempt. Or um, even like you know but- it's you know, when you're on the PlayStation dashboard and you're on the, the icon for the game, and if you press down on the D-pad twice, like the bottom row oh, yeah. is live streams that are active and they've all Obviously, got like generated thumbnails based on some recent action, uh, and so I'm just like, I awkward. can't look anywhere, Everywhere everywhere's a spoiler, <laughs> Chris.
0: Oh man, well, yeah, we, we obviously we have both played God of War Ragnarok, so is Jonesy, and he's not here, scumbag, to tell us about his thoughts. But uh, we will be covering God of War Ragnarok news, um, uh, you know, some some remedy uh, news as well, Jamie, a little bit of a control, yeah. To wet your whistle and you know, we'll see how we get on with time because i think we've got a lot to say about god of war potentially but uh there is some a, a development with that with a fairly recent high profile disagreement between two well-known entities that we could kind of get onto. um but yeah jamie you've you've had the week off um obviously doing some doing some god of war yeah some, some boying i well, you probably shouldn't say doing some boying. um yeah, how's, how's, it been? how's your week been?
1: It, it, it's been okay. Do you know what? I, I was talking to my mum this week, and I was complaining to her because uh, to kind of jump straight to the point, I've had a bit of a rough week in terms of everything seeming to go wrong at once, and she talked me. Oh, hold on, her, but before you before you carry on, how's your bum doing, fella? Like, not great, is the answer. It's it's yeah. doing well enough that I know I haven't done anything significant. I haven't broken my back. I haven't pulled a chechic and oh, fucking... Shit, hold on. Uh, pulled a chechic, yeah. I, I just... Did we talk about... Yeah, that was on the podcast last week, yeah.
0: Okay, I, the podcast last week. So if you have no context, then go back there. But otherwise, I, I just had a, 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 another fucking hot panic being like, oh God, I just said, how's your bum? And people might not know what that's all about. I, I, I Jamie, I Jamie had, had Bruce's yeah. Bruce bum bone, okay? Yeah, so. and
1: before anyone asks who did it, it was actually a what did it, and that what was a staircase. And a little bit of wow. human error, I will concede. Um But, uh, yeah, I was talking to my mum and, like, cursing uh, everything that had gone wrong this week and saying it was sod's law, (laughs) and she said that sometimes it's just the way it works, and she actually recalled how my dad uh, had the same job for many years, and everything was sort of completely normal throughout, and he very rarely got ill, and life was just business as usual, and then uh, it came down to the, the end of his time at that company, and he got put on gardening leave for six months and she said that it felt like he was sick every single day of those six months. <laughs> and that sometimes the body can almost just like store up these things. And it, when then when all of a sudden you get time off and you get freedom, there's this release where the body goes, oh, I can fuck up now. Like I've got time to yeah. fuck up. And so um, I have, yeah, I bruised my tailbone or whatever the, the fuck it was. I don't really know the exact nature of the injury, but I did it. I'm on the tail end. I'm glad to uh, say of a cold, which at this point, I doubt many people could even tell. I, I sure my voice is 99% of the way there. I got an ear infection, um, and <laughs> my sleep uh, was a shambles to the point that um, I'm ashamed to admit, Chris, at one point I fell asleep while playing God of War, controller in hand.
0: Oh, I, I, I can understand it, man. I can totally understand it. Not a reflection
1: uh, of the game. Ah, that sucks. So, yeah, but you, yeah.
0: you know, about, you about storing all that shit in your body and, and just kind of like, it's saying, okay, well, it's time to fuck out now. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Every time I go on holiday, and it's usually like Greece or Cyprus, I, I swear to God, the first few days, an absolute wreck. Just like yeah, what's what that all about? Like, it's just it's just how it is, man. But but like even I don't know if you remember when we we're not on all time gaming, and there'd just be days where shit would just nothing would work. Not mm. not necessarily like physically with us, but like. Exports would fail, renders would fail, and it's not that you've changed anything. And do you remember what I used to say to you? I used to say it's just fucking gremlins in the system, man. Yeah, I like remember. That. It's 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 literally just that because every so often there's like fucking some cosmic energy, uh, you know, it's some fucking back end code in the in the grand simulation, and yeah. it just all kind of says it just conks up, and it's like, well, this makes no fucking
1: sense, but let's just roll with it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, so many times you can restart a machine? <laughs> that, that, that that is true, and. You know, I thought I'd circumvented that problem by setting the bar so low. And, but I think that was the cruelest part, that the, the bar I set was, I need to be able to sit in a chair and play a video game. And the first two things that my body did to me was inhibit my ability to sit on a chair and inhibit my ability <laughs> to hear a video game. And I play with headphones <laughs> on. And let me tell you, like playing with headphones on when one of your ears is fucked and you're basically deaf in it, weird experience. And like yeah. not like nauseating, but... Do you get like muff- muffled sounds from the one one side? it's yeah, completely dead. Uh, it's, you know, it's muffled. I guess the be- best way yeah, of putting okay. it. But headphones and earphones and all that kind of stuff really kind of accent the, that. And talking are the two ways in which, like, oh, something's wrong. If I'm having a conversation yeah, yeah. face to face with someone, so usually it's like my brain can compensate. But when I'm getting two things fed directly into my ears. My brain is like, <laughs> yo, one of your ears is uh, a little bit fucked up, dog. Like, you need to you need to get some drops in that oh, shit. Man. So, but I, yeah. anyway, so I, do, I, I don't want to set the podcast off by by complaining about having a week off work. Cause at the end of the day, I did also. Late, like, yeah, no, yeah, well, you have. Well, I'll i, I, would, I would leave it at that and just say it could have been better. But at the same time, a week off work is a week off work.
0: Yeah, because I think we had theorized that uh, come come time of this recording, there was a a decent possibility that you could have at least finished the main story of the game.
1: Yeah, I wanted to be at that point.
0: That yeah. was my
1: goal, to go into this podcast. Hey, I wanted to be
0: it. at that point as well, baby. But, you know, <laughs> as, I, as I like to say to my, my son, once doesn't get, so fuck
1: off. No, it's say, true. Yeah. No, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe not the fuck right, off well, part, but...
0: Well, you know. Uh, but look, let, we'll, we'll delve into our kind of thoughts on Ragnarok in a as spoiler free um way as in, as possible like we don't want to kind of spoil anything uh this early out the door um but before we do that jamie how, can can i hit you up with some uh, almost like a a god of war ragnarok news roundup
1: let's let's do it let's celebrate let's this uh, the arrival of this
0: behemoth i mean and what a behemoth it fucking is because it's day one physical sales and remember We're in a digital world, Jamie, because you know, fuck the disc boys. But its day one physical sales were greater than the full week launch sales of every previous series in the entry. Um, Which is, yeah, you know, like I I think God of War has always been a fairly popular title, not like the most popular, uh, but it's just incredible to see. And especially considering that, like, the previous God of War was such a fucking. Hot Cake seller. Yeah Can you say like, that Hot Cake
1: seller. You can say that I'll let you say that And the other thing that yeah. the, the previous God of War Put, was slap that on the box Santa Monica Hot Cake Seller. I can see it now It's, good. it's one of those gold uh, Like things that's made To look like a sticker But it's actually Printed oh, like the on the box art Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like The Nintendo seal of approval It's like the The, the Chris Che hot, hot Cake seller. When they You know when they re release like The platinum version With the special <laughs> Ball around the box i will be like Yeah this is a game That's on a million copies the other thing i was going <laughs> to say is that the previous god of war and i don't know how much this counts for uh these days it's so hard to tell anymore but we're talking about yeah. physical sales god of war 2018 was a pre-pandemic game
0: yeah 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 at that point it was also the fastest selling series uh, uh entry in the series um it's it's it stands to reason right like all the people that played God of War, it was a very good game. I think very few people came out of that experience saying, that's not for me. I'm not interested in where the story goes. Right. And then you release a sequel and surprise, surprise, you've got a captive audience. Like yes. that, that that much is not surprising. But I think the, the kind of like, it, it's what you said. It's, it's almost like this post-pandemic kind of thing. Because we know that like the, the games industry took a, a massive growth spurt when during the pandemic cuz people were at home and fucking time mm-hmm. on their hands but then shit opened up and then surprise surprise the games industry kind of shrunk um, Yeah, much to many investors alarm but yeah it, it's good to see that there are still kind of these blockbuster um games coming out totally um but yeah it's you you sorry, know, you,
1: know, uh, you know that um that group of people uh, who you know all of them as well who I use as kind of like a metric for is this breaching yeah, yeah. the Call of Duty and FIFA barrier in terms of... Yeah. That, that's what it is for a UK audience. It might be like Call of Duty and Madden in the US or something like that. And yeah. I can tell you that with, when it comes to God of War, the answer firmly is yes. And it and it's it's so fascinating that like Horizon Forbidden West came out um, in February, and I was telling all of them about it. I remember doing my... Uh, you can share your screen in a PlayStation party and saying yeah. like, guys, a lot of you... Now, and, and uh, in fact, all of you now own a PS5. Some of you have been talking about wanting like a PS5 worthy experience. Yeah. Like, have a look at this thing that you might actually enjoy this game. And they would all go, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah the modern military. <laughs> where are the guts? Uh, like, so what, ginger <laughs> woman with a bone? Oh, yeah, I'm all right. And then God of War rolls around. And I think a, bit, a, a, a good chunk of them played, finished, and absolutely loved the original and are already playing the new one. And yeah. I can think of at least three of them, and this is another interesting point, that played God of War 2018 at some point since the lockdown started, As a, usually as a result of the fact that it's a part of the kind of essentials package that you get yeah. if you have a PS5. That free collection. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I know th- three people who started playing it in the last like year or so. Um, and uh, weirdly enough, none of them are actually ready for Ragnarok quite yet, but... Yeah, compared to Rise and Zero Dawn, or Forbidden West, rather, it's just night and day when it comes to how aware this group of conventional, like, two-game-a-year gamers are of it. Do you think it's, like... Do you think it's got to do with, like, a coolness
0: factor, or maybe it's a case of just, like, who the protagonist is? Is it a case of, like, a bunch of blokes just saying, like, I'm I'm not going to play as a woman. Fuck that. I want to play as the the,
1: the burly guy with his nipples out. But then The Last of Us 2, I feel like... A lot a lot of them played. So I I think some part of it there's a it, it's a corners factor that I think gets them through the front door. Um and now yeah. the thing as is the case with The Last of Us Part Two, it's the kind of the story hook. You know, this really is, yeah. as that was, you know, the second part of a of a story that Well, this this this, this is a story that needed more finishing than The Last of Us story did. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I think and, and like I don't know, Kratos is like and the idea of, uh, you see a dude like Kratos and the idea of him fighting gods from any pantheon, let alone Norse gods, it's like, do you know what, I'm, I want to see that, sure. That sounds like a fun thing to witness. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's the coolness factor. I think, like, as cool as fighting dino robots is, I think uh, just being a fucking Greek god in a, in a Norse fucking mythology, just fucking things up, probably trumps it. <laughs> probably. Um but yeah, man, it, it's crazy. So talking about like the Collector's Edition, which does look sweet, but again, like we, we mentioned it last week, like do we really need all this stuff? Mm. Um, but a number of players who purchased the God of War Ragnarok Collector's Edition have reported that the product shipped without the game itself. So no disc, mm. because you know, like I said, fuck the disc boys. Yeah, they got a box, <laughs> like the, the official box that you get if you buy the disc version. Yeah. And lo and behold, open it up and there's a code for the download. So go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> yes. And but I've heard in some cases the code that was supposed to come in the box wasn't even there. Like that's that's the oh, other wow. element to the story is that this was a like yet another collector's edition that was like, hey, go and download the entire game on the morning it releases motherfucker. By the way, it's like 90 gigabytes. And also some people didn't even get that. I don't know if it was a packaging error or a, <sighs> what the fuck happened, but that it is kind of Yeah.
0: What? Mate, listen, if if you're spending £180 or $200 on a collector's edition, just give me the fucking game. Like, w- whether agree. it's a code I or not. Like, and, and I think it should say, like, fucking on the box, hey, this is a disc or this is a download code. You know, yeah. like, just fucking be forthcoming with it. But yeah, clearly it sounds like there was some, some form of uh, production issue yeah. with all of that going
1: on there, which is a shame, but. It, is, it really. is a shame, but do you know what, Chris, it's one of those things that, like, it pushes me further and further into that digital realm, and I used to be a bit of a collector's edition guy, you know, maybe going back eight eight to ten years ago, um, basically when I started yeah. getting a bit of money in my pocket from work, and I could make silly mistakes like that, um, and that's what pushed me away from it, is the idea that you were taking a genuine risk whether it was with, like, the nature of the package or the quality of the goods or the inclusion of the game or the fact that you had to download the whole game or even, like, is your gigantic package going to arrive on time? It felt more and more (laughs) like there was a... Like, the correlation between the amount of money you were paying and the service that you got was just not consistent. And as soon as I, you know, crossed that barrier where digital pre-orders essentially became, hey, play at midnight the day before, which I know is kind of like a that you know it's me literally the same thing it's starting playing on whatever on the day of release but then yeah, i was like yeah. I, i'm just out i'm done yeah well that like
0: it's funny i think the last thing that i like ordered physical pre-order was probably my nintendo switch which is like right fucking ages ago now right but i remember like i ordered that fucking way in advance okay um you remember like they they released waves and they got yeah. up whatever and i think i missed the first wave and i've managed to get on the second wave but it was very well before the release of that console and it was like yeah yeah guaranteed you'll get it on day one and i just remember kind of like i was at my brother-in-law's house and he it obviously the same thing because it, it's a hardware it's not you can't you can't download a digital version of the fucking switch and play it right oh, sucks um, yeah exactly um and he got his in the morning and I was like, right, okay, so he's got his. Where the fuck is mine? Mm. And I think I think mine only came the, like the day after because surprise, surprise, couriers hate you and they do not want yeah. to deliver any of your stuff because they get paid peanuts and who gives a shit? That's the attitude. And I don't, I don't blame them in terms of that. Like fucking pay our couriers more. They are the lifeblood of our economy at this stage. <laughs> um, but yeah, like ever since then, it's like, I'm, why? I'm not going to do it. I'm just not like it's just not worth it. I'm you with know? you. Totally with you. And the, there's another thing, like if you think about the, the last cool um, collector's edition that I was tempted for, which funnily enough is not Elden Ring, eh, even though that was very sweet, mm. but it was actually Cyberpunk's uh, collector's edition. Right. Right. Because I think like in terms, as far as collector's editions goes, that was pretty fucking cool with that statue and all the other cool shit. But again, I was like, ah, you know what, like, at, at that point, I was convinced I was gonna love the game. And not that I didn't love the game, but it's very kind of like middling uh, towards the end of it. But yeah, just super glad that I didn't actually. Yeah. Because uh, and, and this is the thing that you kind of learn, right? Like you kind of say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm into it now, but will I be into it like in a year's time In when I want to kind of still have this stuff around? I don't know. I, I know a lot of our listeners are kind of like like, Amnestus from the the Discord as well, lamenting that because they are collectors. And you know what? Like, you do you by all means. That's what these collectors editions are for. Yeah. If you if you want that stuff, if you want to display it, if you have the the ability to do so, even if you don't collect it, like uh, display it, but you just want the collection of it, then fill your boots. Like that's what it's there totally. for. Totally. But I just personally just just let me play the game. I'll get in. I'll get out. Like fucking you know,
1: like the SAS. Do you know one publisher? Um, developer that did it in a kind of cool way and i don't know if i've done it, seen anyone else do it like this since and ironically i didn't take advantage of this because i wasn't as fast as you'd have thought i might have been but i was all about mm-hmm. it and that was rockstar with red dead redemption 2 where they essentially did this very strange thing where there yeah, were I remember this there were different versions of the game that had different amounts of like goodies but most of those yeah. goodies were digital so you could pre-order e- either a digital or a physical version of these different versions of the game and the kind of the quote-unquote collects edition you know the thing that costs in the 200 dollar region has a bunch of physical stuff was a standalone box that didn't and was never advertised to have a copy of the game in it and the price was yeah. lessened as a result of that so you could theoretically be like i want the digital version of the game and the physical collects edition yeah, you suddenly, just want the
0: swag box yeah exactly right?
1: I want the swag box and <laughs> if it arrives the day after it doesn't matter and I don't need to worry about codes and downloading because I've already sorted the game out the other way I I wish more people did that like and don't get me wrong that's yeah, not my way but, but of hold saying
0: on, you, you, you're forgetting one thing though because you were you were at such a you're forgetting one very important thing about oh, at no. least the Red Dead Redemption forgetting? release so because i remember you were like should i get this how do i do it but and you were trying the problem was and correct me if i'm wrong but this is what i seem to re- recall because we it's so clear to me that we were in the like ATG <laughs> offices oh, just kind of like and you were like stressing about this and i'm like mate just like just buy the game like fuck everything else i mean yeah it was that they had like two or three different collector's editions right but there were different things in each collector's edition
1: that does sound familiar actually and
0: you so, see, and I, I, yeah. that, that's, that's a move that I cannot get behind.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't know how I circumvented that either. I don't know what I did in the end. I know I was I entirely was a, digital for that game.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you're, if I recall correctly, your, um, your take on it was like, I don't need
1: to spend that amount of money at the moment. I
0: just want to play the game.
1: Yeah. And, and hey, do you know what was the right call? I can remember <laughs> at least some of the things that were in that box, and I, it was like playing cards and maps, and it's like, do you know what? Like you said, if I was a collector, if I had some crazy, you know, space in my house that I could put all these great things that I had accumulated over the years, I'd be all for it. But the reality is that uh, I wasn't in that place at the time. I'm not in that place now. And for as much as I might vouch for the idea of a, you know, a gameless collector's edition that minuses the cost of the game from the total bundle, if they had released a 110, 120 pound version of Mjolnir on its own, would I have bought it? No. Because I don't. All of a sudden, the idea of buying a plastic hammer, like in its own right, just feels dumb. You know, even if it <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. you know, like a replica on the version of the game and blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't have done it, and I didn't do it. Even Jonesy didn't do it in the end. Because remember, he was weighing up. He did go down to this his local store in the morning. Yeah, but I walked away with a mere physical boxed regular edition.
0: Yeah. Fair play to him, disc boy till he dies. Um, Love it. So. But all right, uh, Jamie, let, let's let's not beat around the bush any further. We have both played God of War Ragnarok. Let's, I I don't I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Um, it's you, tough. you're Let's let's set the stage. So we we've all played it in in varying amounts. Let's say, obviously, as you know, it may surprise our listenership or viewership here that I am the furthest behind. Uh, with the least amount of hours kind of racked up. Although I think I've done a respectable job considering the time that I've had with it. Um, I, I've put in some decent hours, maybe like six hours. I don't know. I've been doing a lot of side quest content. Um, yeah. But trying to keep it spoiler free, I'm not necessarily going to say where I am or what I've been doing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do have a few thoughts on the game. But you are maybe, we we, we kind of did the math and mm. you're about
1: three times as far as I am? I think so. I think I'm in the 18-hour region. Uh, I, as I said to you before we started recording, I've got no real frame of reference for how far uh, through the entire game that is. Obviously, I yeah. know what some people's estimates were based on how long it had taken them to finish it prior to us starting. And, you I mean, I, I feel like we heard a lot of... I don't know if you heard the same, but it was there was a lot of, um, oh, like maybe... Twenty like five hours, twenty to twenty five yeah. hours. If you're if you like, you just focus on the story, and maybe into the thirties if you do side stuff. And I feel like I'm doing side stuff. I I have yet to actively turn down the opportunity to do a side mission, apart from when that side mission asked me to return to a realm that I couldn't really be bothered to return to.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because well, the the bit that I'm at, I'm not able to kind of like hop between the realms. The, the story is still yeah. relatively linear for me, right? Yeah. Uh, but what I have been doing is you, you get into a pseudo open area, like a hub, as as you can experience. You know, if you remember what 2018's God of War was like, it was just different hubs, but you could travel around, do anything in order that you wanted to. Um, I've been doing, exploring every inch and doing everything that i can so i'm really kind of like delving into each and every single nook and cranny and it it it, it did also expose something that i kind of in a way wish wasn't in this game which is the metroidvania style oh because you know like you're uh, saying, here's here's a thing that you need a power up to fucking complete yes and in the meantime i'm opening up the menu and it's telling me that here's a checklist of things that are doable and I'm like well I can't do half of them because yeah. I don't have this fictional power up which I'm only going to get towards the end of the game like I I've actually come to like really resent unless unless you're in a game that is like this is a full on Metroidvania game like let's say a Hollow Knight like if you've got Metroidvania light elements I kind of starting to dislike it in my games maybe it's just because I don't have the time to, or patience for it maybe
1: know? sure I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Ragnarok the benefit of the doubt for now because I think while there are some sort of broad strokes where I've, I've felt similar similar emotions to that, and there have been times where you know I've been in a certain area and I've pulled up on a beach, as you do in God of War games, yeah. and I've looked around and it's been like, this is a series of puzzles that results in a chest that I cannot get yet. Um, because I spent three uh, hours throwing my axe at this thing and Atreus <laughs> is going, we don't have the right tools for that. And I'm like, okay. Great, thank yeah. you. I'm leaving Um But at the same time, I think one of the things that God of War deserves a lot of credit for in in both sort of like in relatively smaller formats, like whether it's just an individual puzzle or one sort of small area, but also in terms of some of its more larger branching areas is the level design always seems to loop really quite nicely. And there are often yeah. times where I'm sort of struggling to keep track of all these different paths I could have taken and there's a chest over here and there's a chest over here. And there is this sort of like weird sort of like cohesiveness to way the way you just like, oh, actually in the game, in the end, the game did lead me back around there and I did pass yeah, that yeah. chest. And actually when I did pass this thing, I could do that this time. And there is kind of a nice sort of like the level to the design that kind of gives a very healthy breadcrumb trail around these areas and through these puzzles in a way that takes these areas that can feel quite sprawling and with chest over there and a puzzle over there and a thing over there. And you you do just kind of like break them down into chunks and consume them in an easier way than I always think I will. And every time I'm in a new hub, I'm like, God, like, I don't, I'm just going to jump. I'm going to stick to the left-hand wall and just go around in a circle. And like half an hour (laughs) later, I'm like, I know where everything is. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm going to go here and then here and then here and then here and then here. And that those beats, the movements between those yeah. places, are often going to feel feel quite natural. That's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I I feel I did experience that to a degree in, in a bit of a microcosm with some of the bigger puzzle areas, mm. for lack of a better word, where you'd enter into an area and, like you said, like you're on a very clear path, and off the side of the path you could see a chest. And in my mind, I'm like, oh fuck, that I, that's going to be like come back later on in the game. But actually the the way that all of these like mini areas are kind of constructed is very clever. And they do usually just kind of loop, manage to loop your way around there to where that chest is. yeah, Without it seeming very clear or obvious how you would be able to do it in the first go around. Like yes. I, that is one thing that has impressed me is the, the kind of like the intricacies of those little puzzle areas. Um, have impressed me so far like it's not a lot to kind of be impressed about i guess like that's what fucking level design is uh but it's good it's like so far so positive i guess on yeah on that front um yeah like god man I, i'll tell you one thing that really fucking struck me is i forgot how much that camera loves to fucking molest kratos it's close it's to fucking him. Hugging, it him, close.
1: hugging him hugging yeah. him i forgot how fucking claustrophobic it was i was like man yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't suffer with that too much, I will say. It's close, yeah. but yeah. I I I think I think the reason is coming from
0: Elden Ring, you kind of inevitably draw some parallels. Uh and for me it was like the camera and the um some of the combat, which I I, I think I'll I'll get into a little bit later, but yeah. Uh it's been interesting, but I I will say that I have been absolutely loving it. Um it's it's refreshing to know that a highly anticipated title, especially as a sequel, can still ring true and entertain you as much as the original. Because yeah. I, I feel like I feel like that's not a given anymore. I feel like now it, it's actually the, the inverse. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, they're going to build up the hype for the sequel, whether it's a film or a game, whatever it is, and inevitably it's just going to let you down. Yeah, but I don't. That's that's at least. From the amount I've played so far, it's not the case. No. Let's say yeah. that like, I think it's like a perfect ten out of ten game. Uh but again, I didn't think that 2018 God of War was a perfect ten out of ten game, although I do think
1: it is one of the best games ever made, which is a bit of an oxymoron. I do understand. You know? <laughs> no, no, that doesn't oxymoron. Look- <laughs> you could think that no game is perfect. I think that's t- yeah. totally not just plausible, but also probably right. Um
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like
1: that I think that's the one of the, the things that really strikes you about this game kind of very early on and it never lets up is that clearly like this is a game of the highest order of magnitude when it comes to, you know, the amount of money that was probably spent on it, the amount of people that probably worked <laughs> on it, the, you know, the talent of those individual people, like everything about this is dripping in, you know, production quality and, and in, and in polish, which is also really nice to say, like, yeah, you know, yeah. don't get me wrong, not, not for all on the, on the polish uh, front, um you know everyone's gonna notice little things here and there um and i have along the way
0: but yeah i I mentioned to you guys in the um in our whatsapp group that i noticed a bit of at least in the first hour i haven't kind of like noticed it more since then but in the first hour with like when it's more kind of like setting the scene it's more kind of like a guided tour of things that are happening um i did notice a lot of snappiness to some of the stuff like be oh yeah i wasn't really it,
1: sure what that meant
0: yeah so it's like you, you're going in one direction the camera wants you or the the narrative whatever wants you to go in a slightly different direction it just kind of like course corrects you in it, it just felt in a way that wasn't as fluid as i probably would have liked and to be honest maybe it's still happening but you just kind of get used to that kind of thing but it just felt that like to have that exposed so early on was a little bit of a surprise to me but you're right though like in terms of the polish and everything like that's that's like a minor niggle to the yeah near near flawless presentation that they've got right
1: especially when you consider just how much is going on and this is one of the things that jonesy and i Mm -hmm. kind of disagreed about a little bit when we were having you know when we were having a whatsapp conversation about um like visuals and presentation overall it like uh, I don't. I can't. I, I. I don't want to, and I can't go into any specifics because it wouldn't be fair to anyone who hasn't experienced uh, the game yet. But like one of the things that is really striking is just, you know, you look at what God of War twenty eighteen delivered, and all the places you visited, for whatever better way of putting it, and all the you know the locales and environments that you witness, and you're just like, okay, is there much left on the table? And the answer isn't just yes, but the answer is a yes that's kind of reinforced like every seemingly like an hour or two in like every hour with the exception of some of the like larger open uh, world areas or the hub zones where things do mm. consciously slow down every single time that you're progressing the story you're hurtling through like wonderfully well uh, drawn up and well written characters like uh, like environments that are massive and lush enemies like bosses and mini bosses. And it's just throwing so much at you and there's so much variety and everything is so buttoned up that it's just, it all adds up to an incredibly, like a, a, just incredibly impressive piece of work, like top to bottom. And like, just yeah. one of those things that like, it's it's very hard not to be consistently, even if you don't like God of War, Ragnarok, I think it'd be very hard not to be consistently impressed by just how much it's doing. and how much it nails all of that stuff
0: yeah yeah can't, can't agree couldn't agree anymore like the the animations all on point the combat I mean just as good as ever if not better because obviously they've, they've increased improved um it's made it, it's, it's got a war 2.0 right at the stage yeah. that formula there, there, um, there are
1: familiarities where you'd want them to be and there are things that um either extend or shift the the fundamentals of God of war combat where, and they pop up when you feel like you need them to as well. Like there was an acknowledgement that like, Hey, like, you can't just like take your Kratos build from the end of 2018 and dump him in this. Like he needs, (laughs) he needs to feel sufficiently powerful, but he needs to be able to level up as well. And also like there needs to be variety, like things need to, you know, things need to happen and things do happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They sure do. Um, well, okay, on the, on the combat side of things, and, and this is again, like, drawing a parallel from Elden Ring, I, you know, I've almost had to kind of like retrain myself into the combat of God of War, because it is so different, obviously, obviously, to Elden Ring. But what really kind of struck me was the, I can't remember the term, is it like key lock? Mm, i don't know when you you, pre- you, pre- you press a button you start into a a movement and you can't change the orientation of it isn't the key lock maybe
1: but like
0: i don't know so so my whole thing is this right like the directionality when you are in combat mm. feels very kind of like stiff it's almost like hey you're pointing in a direction and you're fucking going ham on your combos and everything and you notice your your little kind of like the little radar thing where it's like, hey, there's a guy to your right and you can't like swivel your action. It's almost like you have to stop your kind of like quote unquote rampage, right? With all your combos, et cetera, and then shift the camera and then carry on. Whereas in Elden Ring, it's it's obviously a lot more fluid in terms of stuff like that. Now, not to say it's like the wrong way or the wrong implementation, but I think going from elden rings very free form kind of combat to god of war's almost like methodical stiffer combat Mm. um it just took me a bit of a okay rejig it's a rejig that i'm still going through to be fair um but the combat is so enjoyable it doesn't fucking matter right (laughs) Yeah, yeah even if even if like i don't turn around in time to get the guys that fucking nail me in the shoulder or something. Like, it doesn't matter because yeah. it's still it's still great. I mean, it feels good. It's, it's sufficiently crunchy. The sound effects are amazing.
1: And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, combat was such an important part of 2018 that, like, when I finished that story, I kept playing for another, you know, 20 to 30 hours or whatever it was to see and do yeah. everything and sometimes spend too long, like, in, in realms that I didn't <laughs> need to spend time in, you know, doing unnecessary shit, just, like, grind <laughs> Like, because I didn't want to stop playing it. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, anything, it would they, have been hard pressed to fuck that up. Like, cause fundamentally yeah. they could have just transferred that same system over from one to the other and it still would have been familiar, but one of the best feeling combat systems in, in recent video game history. Um, yeah. and so, you know, yeah, they kind of had that in the bag. I feel like that must've been a nice like thing to <laughs> have in your back pocket when you're making this game is that, well, at least we know people really fucking like the way that, you know, the <laughs> Leviathan X feels, or so whatever oh, the man. case may
0: be. Oh, I fucking love the Leviathan X. Um, I, I guess another thing that I wanted to mention, uh, and again trying to do this as fairly spoiler-free as possible, I will say that anything I'm going to talk about here, you would have seen in any of the um the trailers. So, in if you've seen the trailers, it wouldn't have come to, as a surprise. Um, but if you are worried, maybe a virtue is for I don't know next five ten minutes. Um, but I want to talk about like the characterization of some of these characters that obviously we knew Thor, Odin, and Tyr were going to be in this, uh, in this game. And I just, I just want to talk about like how fucking refreshing their characterizations are. Obviously when we saw that image of, let's call him like big fat bodybuilder Thor, right? Sure. Yeah. Like not muscles, but like the, the, the strong man Thor, you know, what, what real strong people actually look like, um. And that was already kind of like, oh, okay. They're, they're kind of like playing around with expectations and, and sub, trying to subvert expectations mm. and going for a bit of a different take. But then kind of like interacting with a little bit of Thor and the, his mannerisms and his characterizations. So fucking good, man. And yeah. Odin, like, I, I know Jonesy's not yet to kind of defend himself, but he he said he wasn't necessarily sold on Odin's um, characterization. But I fucking... I thought
1: it was super smart how they've played it. Yeah. Super, super clever. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think that the three that you mentioned uh, in Odin, Thor, and Tyr are just, like, fantastic examples of how you can take... Like, it would have been so easy to take those characters in terms of their sort of their mythological status and make them all big, macho men, you know, <laughs> full of, like, bravado and, and, and testosterone and adrenaline and yeah. all that shit. And it's just like, but, yeah, that's not the way the world works. And and, like, when you're taking fiction and reinterpreting it for your own uses, then like, why not like mess with expectations? And I think they do enough to do right by what fans sort of hope for, for those characters. Like there's like, there's absolutely no question that for as much as they have like, maybe made some twists on Thor's um, image and uh, slight tweaks on like the personality you might expect. This isn't like a Chris Hemsworth Thor. He's still a fucking badass. And like, yeah, it is one of those things where if you ask me who wins in a fight between this Thor and Chris Hemsworth, for like I think this Thor wins because he's just there's he's fucking he's you know he's big and he's brawn and he's he's rustic Chris you know um, <laughs> he he did remind you me of you Jamie so do, do you know what that I genuinely think that like cool fat guys must be underrepresented in video games <laughs> because I'm I'm not joking you were the fourth person to tell me. To, to say that either I look like him or that I reminded them of it. And it's like, you break it down, we're nothing alike. Personalities, <laughs> not remotely similar. Face, not remotely similar. Hairstyle, hair, hair colour. Even build, not remotely similar. Do you know what is similar? We both have a belly. Whoa. Uh, ooh.
0: No, I, I, um, I, there was something in the face, but also something in the mannerisms I, I, I felt that just reminded me of you, buddy. Isn't, I mean, I, I do I, like, I'm
1: in love with you, is what I'm trying to say. Right, and, and, and I see and, you everywhere. And in your defense, I do like to establish that the person I'm talking to is calm and reasonable before I engage them in, a, in any meaningful conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, but what, oh, what yeah. I was going to say was that, like, I'm not suggesting. Like, there are very few depictions, whether it's MCU or whether it's old fucking drawings from wherever ago. There's very few depictions of Odin as, like, a big seven foot tall, like, muscle bound man who is just slightly older. Like, he is usually. You know, Odin's the traveler, and he's got a cloak yeah. on. He's got one eye, and he's got a raven on his shoulder. But still, like, how is he going to talk, and how is he going to present himself? And I think if that door had opened, um, uh, and and an Odin had walked in, that was you know, cool and suave, and like and, and like kind of had an action movie uh, vibe about yeah. him in the yeah. same way Thor does, like a deep gravelly voice, and like i um, like and tried to like man off against Kratos, like have a, like a, a yeah. testosterone off, like it's just. We don't need any more of that. We just watched that with Thor. And so for Odin to walk in and be this kind of like slightly scatterbrained, fast talking kind of like and, and I I mentioned this in WhatsApp, but someone else put it to me. Um and that there's I've got to be careful because there might be things that I've seen that other people haven't seen that help add to the, the sort of like characterizations. But when someone yeah. described him as a mob boss, um yeah. I was like, Yeah, do you know what actually yeah and you'll have Uh, the point that you'll that you're at you'll have heard stuff in terms of the um the way that odin has sort of like ruled over certain territories and the way that certain groups of people think of odin and the way he used those people and it's actually like the more you think about it the more consistent it is with like like uh, odin's like the head of the like the fucking the yeah the yeah, the, 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 the Nordic mafia. mafia. Yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah. and like, and a lot. These realms are like his rackets, and he's going around shaking people down. He's like, "Do you know who the fuck I am?" Like, and that's cool. Like, that's really rad.
0: Yeah, that is cool. I, I, I do need to kind of give a, a shout out to my man. Um, was it Derlin? Derlin. Yeah. Derlin. Yeah. He, that's yeah, not how he said it. I'm that,
1: doing Brock. I'm doing Brock's voice saying that right, it yeah. I'm not doing Derlin's D- voice. D- D- uh, for those of you who want to know,
0: he's a a dwarf. Um, this is not any kind of a spoiler. Again, you did see him in the trailers. Um, and, you know, he's a color character. Let's just put it that way. It's not, like, necessarily integral to the plot, uh, at least at this point that I'm in. But he he is South African. It's That is a South African voice. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Anytime there is South African representations in the game, whether it's from fucking... Oh God! I forgot his name now. On in um, Titanfall Two, Bliss. Oh right, you're the bad guy. Oh mate, Bliss. Yeah, the bad guy. Like, I, it's something about just the the way that like a heavy South African accent
1: sounds. Just sounds so fucking badass to me, man. So we need but more then, South Africans would, right? and more fat guys. Is that what we're saying?
0: Yeah, basically, let's just get a fat South African. Is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I've, I've started eating um, with reckless abandon, Jamie. So I'm I'm hoping to get Good. there. You know, I
1: love it. I love it soon
0: yeah, um, um, <laughs> yeah I, I, I wish I could talk uh, about more characterization of some other characters but I think that would be wandering into yeah, spoiler territory yeah. which is maybe something that we've got to um, avert our way to however I I was pleasantly reminded of just how much of a blast um, maybe to a lesser degree Brock because he's played more straight but Sindri the the kind of like one of the dwarves that helps you upgrade all your gear he's just yeah. such a fucking laugh Honestly, yeah, they they, they are so well written, and like all, all, all of the kind of like dialogue is so entertaining. Whether it's coming from Atreus or uh, Kratos or Mimir, of course, like shout out my man Mimir. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just all good, man. It's like it's like you said, it's like it's it's a game studio at the top of their craft, at the top of an industry,
1: essentially. Yeah, no, for sure, and it it, it all comes together, you know, really well, really well, and I've I've been enjoying. Like going through it and 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 been really enjoying its capacity to to, to surprise and glad yeah. that we have you know largely managed to go in blind and and I, I guess that's the weird part about sort of evaluating the game at this point is that one of the th- I wouldn't say it would be one of the key determining factors as to whether or not I thought God of War Ragnarok was a good game, but it was certainly one of the key things I wanted to get out of God of War Ragnarok is I wanted to see what the fuck happened. Like I needed to see yeah, this yeah. through. And there were so many mysteries that are presented both at the end of God of War twenty eighteen and through the early stages of God of War Ragnarok that you're like, let's see where this is all going. And I don't know that I'm you know barely, like even halfway through all of that, which is feels quite remarkable <laughs> given everything I've seen. And yeah. and also when you consider that like this isn't a trilogy, this is the wrapping
0: up. Of right, exactly. And this
1: and like chapter. Cr- and I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like it's crazy that because it's the wrapping up of this saga. There is so much to do, and yet they will still happily go and like. Here's a whole other like diversion that you're not even really necessarily sure you needed, but you're going to spend yeah. time doing it. Um,
0: and but that but that kind of calls to mind like 2018's God of War, right? Because that was kind of simple. Your wife has died. You've got a son. You need to take her ashes up to the up to the mountain. Like it, that. The, the start well, of that premise was so fucking simple, and you look back on what you actually did in that fucking game. And the amount of variety of things that was asked of you to do, mm. it's it's staggering. So yeah, I'm like but it's I, one of those things that I'm just like, I just can't wait to play again.
1: But I think that's one of the things that structurally is odd to me about Ragnarok. Again, and I must say I'm uh, because of the nature of how much I've played, and even though we're joking about how I haven't finished it, you know, I am still averaging yeah. if you do the maths, having not played today, like I think four or five hours a day. So you are yeah like compressing and digesting things as you're playing them, which isn't the easiest thing to do. And I've also only seen half the picture. Um, But there is this sort of structurally, I hesitate to call it an issue, a curiosity, let's say, a quirk, where, as you brightly mentioned, God of War 2018 had this relatively simple A to B story, and it presents a task in its opening minutes that is still the fundamental task at hand in its closing minutes, right? Um, Yeah, yeah. And... What it what it, present, what it allows, therefore, is for an opportunity to create stories and create narratives sort of like kinks out of things that happen along the way and mishaps that happen along the way. This character got in our way here. This character stopped us doing that. We realized to get through this, we needed to do that. And everything is about pushing past these barriers and getting through the, over these obstacles to get to the goal. Ragnarok, um, as even the name of the fucking game would suggest, presents a very different setup where... Actually, we kind of know the ending, like we know that we are, like it or not, hurtling towards Ragnarok. Everyone has different things they want out of Ragnarok. Some people want it to happen, some people don't want it to happen. Some people want it to happen, but happen differently to the way it's supposed to happen, and so on and so forth. But nobody knows what's meant to happen in the interim. And so like even the early stages of the game, and anyone who's seen one of the trades will know this, focus on the kind of the, a conflict between Atreus and Kratos, which is that, well, what do you do if you don't know what to do? And like Kratos wants to do nothing. Kratos wants to <laughs> sit around and train and wait until something happens. And Atreus is like, no, we need to be more proactive. Like we need to knit this in the bud and get a, a jumpstart on the things that we know are going to happen. But there, there are multiple points in that game where like, they'll come up with something to do. And like, no one will be surprised that tier is one of the first sort of things that are involved in that. But there is this feeling of like both you, you as the player don't know what's going to happen after that. And then you realize it's because the characters don't know what's going to happen after that. And and like it's this constant and that's, it it creates kind of like weird, almost stop, start feeling where like, you know, some games have an issue where there's like, um, there's inconsistencies between the uh, uh, urgency the characters are demonstrating and the story beats that are playing out. And it's like, well, hang on a second. Why am I going on a fishing trip if a nuclear missile is supposed to be hitting <laughs> a major city in 30 minutes? Ragnarok doesn't have that problem. There is no necessary, necessary mismatch. But there is this weird feeling of like, like, no, like, no one knows what's meant to happen next. And no one knows exactly. And I'm at a point in the story where a character has just made a major decision, and they don't really know why they've done it. They're just hoping, right, yeah, they're yeah. hoping, They like some, Like I said, some people want things to happen, some people don't want things to happen, and no one, like, even...
0: No one knows what's right. Or the no right no thing one knows do, what's
1: or right. Yeah. Or what's, and it reminds me all the time of Minority Report. Minority Report, where Tom <laughs> Cruise gets the ball, he looks at the ball, and he says, it's his name, and it, the ball says his name, and he says, well, this is impossible, because I'm not going to kill anyone. And, it, like, <laughs> Ragnarok is that in a nutshell. People looking at people <laughs> looking that, yeah. people looking at Ragnarok and saying, "Well, that's not going to happen because I'm not going. Ne- I would never do that. I'm not going to do this." And then, but no one knows what's going to happen between here, there, where we are here at the moment, and how, how we're going to yeah. get there. And that's a fa- it's fascinating. And, and, and as a viewer or a player, you're like, "What the fuck is going to happen next?" Like, how are we going to end up here? But it's also very strange watching people like sit around going like, "Ah, huh, well, I kind of think we should just." like stay here and just kind of like wait for a bit and then have another see what happens yeah, yeah. I don't know head like, on not know. to the Winchester I, 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 have a few fights like, but it blow over I mean there's a bit of that like that's definitely Kratos <laughs> is definitely in the Winchester camp Um, and I feel like there's there's bigger conversations to have about that when, when like we've all finished it and, and maybe we can have a spoiler conversation and stuff like that but that is one of yeah. my potential misgivings about the, the game's sort of structure and pacing is that it does seem to kind of like lurch forward and slow down and lurch forward and slow down and lurch forward and slow down. And that is a as a result, that I feel yeah, it feels like it comes from a result of the like everyone's waiting for something and they don't know when it's gonna happen. And so mm, mm. like you don't know how much to cozy up with where you're at at the moment. Um what well, as long as that's the case. I also also I think the 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 one take setup um yeah. doesn't do it as many favours as it did in twenty eighteen. I can see why they keep it but i think that there are strange oh man yeah, <laughs> yeah. it all it, it almost it almost
0: feels like um elevator sections in mass effect right but whereas in elevator sections in mass effect and in god of war 2018 there were certain things that you had to do which was like hey you need to do this so that we could actually load in shit while this is happening mm. but on the ps5 hardware that shouldn't be necessary <laughs> and like one of the things that people might remember from God of War 2018, which happens in this game, is you get on essentially a branch of the Yggdrasil world tree yeah. to go from like, let's say one area to another. And the reason that they used to do this is like, hey, let's get rid of all this stuff that we've loaded in memory, get into this like really bare bones kind of thing, have some exposition while we load in the other thing, and then a door will appear and you go through it to your next area. Yeah. Now that's not needed anymore. And it's so obvious that it's not needed anymore because as soon as you get onto this branch, there's dialogue. And as soon as the dialogue is finished, a door pops open. So it's like, oh, you, you've you just created this thing. Yeah. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they use that to an effect to dismantle previous scenes, bring in the next scene. Don't get me wrong. But how much is that needed? I don't know. Unknown. But then again, we do also have to remember that like, hey, this is available on PS4. So maybe that yeah. is kind of that throwback that it still needed to be there.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's one of those things where like the lines do get blurred between what's sort of like required on a technical level and what is them making excuses to squeeze talking and exposition in. But it, I, I'm going to say I do, I think this is going to be an, an unpopular take because I'm going to mention a, another game as a form of comparison that people yeah. uh, don't like and people like to shit on for various reasons. But I played it, like, literally days before Ragnarok came out. The last of us, part one is a game that I think one of its best attributes, we talked about it on this podcast before, is editing, which is a weird word to use in games mm. because you're not literally editing. In film, like, you've filmed too much and you're chopping stuff out. And <laughs> in games, yeah, like, yeah. everything is made to order, you know? Um, so it's a weird But, <coughs> excuse me, there's still an art to knowing what to show and what not to show and when to cut away and when time can pass and how you can communicate that relationships have changed or developed over time. And Ragnarok can't do any of that um, as a result of its commitment to the one-shot thing. And there are situations where you we've acknowledged already through people like Brock and Sindri, there is more of like a, an ensemble cast kind of feeling yeah. that is being built out here. Um, and they, that becomes odder when... Characters go away for an extended period of time for one reason or another, and it's like, well, I don't know anything. Like, we barely even acknowledge that this person has just been presumably sat in a room on their own for X amount of time, and like, <laughs> and and there yeah, there is this weird feeling of like we can never see what's happening elsewhere, and they do do, and they work really well within that restraint. I just sometimes wonder what it would look like without it. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's interesting <laughs> um, And it also just means that As you kind of hinted out with it, the Idrisul thing You hear a lot of conversations in this game And a lot of those conversations Are people uh, This is going to sound really negative I don't mean this to sound negative It's not bad But a lot of it is people talking in circles Around really heady topics Like fate and prophecy And family and forgiveness And fighting And are uh, you on the right side Where like it, like, and a lot of it is just like, Atreus. Do you really need to ask me another philosophical question? Do you really need to ask me like another thing? Like, is dad? Is war ever okay? <laughs> yes, son. But like, we did this for thirty <laughs> hours, four years. Like, the the answers haven't changed that much. And like, yeah, yeah. The, like, and that happens. It doesn't. It's never distracting. i have never sat there going like, oh my god, this again. But there are times well, where like, half I guess an that's quality of the writing, pass, though, right? Yeah, like, it's it's good writing in a moment-to-moment sense. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's yeah. a strange thing when you spend an hour with two characters, and if you ask yourself, what have they been speaking about for the last hour, you can summarize <laughs> it in one sentence. It's like, yeah. well, generally speaking, they've all been circling around the uh, ideas and the beliefs they've already got on a certain, are usually quite heady or philosophical subject, and they've just found a, like 15 different ways to word the, the start the they same already thing. have. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Look, I I think it's hard, right? Like, because obviously we can't go into kind of like spoiler territory. But I think to round off my my thoughts on God of War, and we'll get your kind of like takeaway thoughts as well, unless there was mm. anything specifically no, no, that no, no, you wanted to talk it. about. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's really obviously like the the, the fucking. The tippity top of the mountain, and I'm only halfway up, kind of thing, right? Um, hey. It's the cream of the, the cream of the crop, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm it's really, a I'm really loving it. Back I,
1: to back, I, 1993, 1994 video game champion, of course. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um,
0: but I, I, I can't help but feel that it's inferior to 2018 God of War, um, for for a few reasons. Some some that I can't just I can't talk about because I don't want to lead anyone in any kind of like aspects. But I think in terms of the story, it's we are now in as familiar territory as we can get. Whereas in 2018, it was like, there's no familiar territory. Mm. Like nothing was known about how God of War 2018 was going to pan out from the writing to the gameplay to the setting, etc. Whereas now we're going into it with a lot more of a, a known quantity, we know who the characters are. We know what the setting is. Yes, there are innovations abound. And yes, the the writing and the combat, it's all on point and it's all evolved. And that's all good. But it, it just the pure nature of it, like you go from, we see it with like films all the time. You have your origin story is usually better than the follow-up, yeah. right? Um, and I kind of feel that like, as much as I'm enjoying this, there are elements of it that I just feel kind of, I don't want to say fail in comparison because it's not a failure at all but just are lesser in comparison to what god award 2018 achieved now obviously i'm still early days through the door and my opinion is bound to change one way or another we'll stay the same who the fuck knows um i'm enjoying it but i, I still feel like 2018 is, is the goats above
1: right yeah what, 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 what's see. your
0: kind of take on it <clears throat> obviously you're a lot further so you've got a a, a more formed opinion
1: yeah My my honest answer is I don't know yet, and that's because Mm. there's genuinely a feeling when it comes to like the key things that Ragnarok has to do in terms of story, in terms of like doing right by certain characters, in terms of justifying the existence of like like you we got to remember, as you rightly said, that this is the second part of a saga, and we haven't really seen the fruits of anything we've done yet. I haven't seen at the point I'm at the fruits of anything, and so there's so much that can happen. In the last, you know, I like I said, I could have as much as eight to ten hours left to go, and there's so much that could happen that could change my mind. And <clears throat> if they nail that, then, <clears throat> then who knows where I'll be at with the game by that point? I and yeah. so I think I, I, at the moment, I feel like I'm torn. I feel like I've taken my first bite of the main course, and you're asking me how I feel about the meal. Um, <laughs> And, and, and the answer to to be as direct as possible is I feel extremely good about the meal I like the kind of the adjustment you made where um you know you you turned away from the word failure because nothing in this game is a failure and that's kind of how I no, feel yeah, yeah. like yeah like, I, honestly I
0: there have been some reviews out there which look I have got into the review territory but I've been reading the headlines at least mm. and uh, some people are calling it a bit mid some people are saying and, and it's just like uh, by no stretch of the imagination is this a failure on any no. front whether it be technical narrative gameplay performance
1: like yeah it, that's you know. the thing it's it, quite the opposite right like it's it's an astonishing achievement on every on every single level but the the things that i'm going to have to come to terms with as i kind of get towards providing the question you asked a more direct answer is do I feel like they have made sufficient steps forward in terms of building upon the systems that were so mm. well-developed and so well-integrated in 2018? You know, have they... And, and, and when it comes to the story, have they given themselves too much to do in terms of trying to wrap everything up at once? And is there too much... Are there too many, you know, characters and too many threads and are there too many th- balls being juggled at once? Um, and... Do, and can they justify it all by the end? And that's the question I can't answer yet. Um, but but you yeah. know, at the because mo- at the moment we're talking about a bigger, better God of War. Um, uh, it's just the weird thing where the the better in that refers to the fact that every single element has been broadened, broadened, and improved, and tightened, and expanded. But does everything benefit from being expanded? Like yeah. No yeah. remains to be seen.
0: Yeah, because I guess like some of the good stuff that was in God of War is was that sense of the big question, which almost in a way you knew was not going to be answered in that game.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Uh, whereas now, like, yes, there are obviously still gigantic questions in God of War Ragnarok, but you do know that like, hey, it, it's it's going to be wrapped up with a nice pretty little bow and a cherry on top. And, you know, like th- there's something there. To kind of, like, give me... Not not pause, but just kind of, like, say, like, that's... That's a... It's not even a less experience. It's just a different experience, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but and and I, my overall sense is that I'm more towards 2018 than true, uh, true.
1: 2002. And, like, there'd be no shame in that. Like, if this was yeah. second best to the best game of the generation, like, hey, do you know what I'd say? Good job. And, like, there's a lot of this <laughs> yeah. that I want to clarify. I did the same thing when Modern Warfare 2 came out a couple of weeks ago. It was, like... It's easiest to look at, like, it's it's easiest, it's easier almost sometimes to pull out flaws and things that you have or misgivings about when you are so close to something or so passionate about something. And there is a bit of that going on there with me where, like, I am so close to Ragnarok and I spent so long thinking about it and I lost so much sleep and I was so, like, anxious to get started. But, of course, I'm thinking about it in ways that some people might not have thought about it. But like one of the fundamental things for me is that I'm sitting here, Chris, talking to you. I want to be having played 18 hours in four days. I want yeah. to be. I want to be playing it right now. I have been oh, angry. I have been, I have been <laughs> angry that I've been tired because I want to be playing it. I want to get through. I want to see everything it's got to do. I want to finish the story so I can start going to places I've gone to before and start doing shit I haven't been able to do yet. And there is still something. Like even on a subconscious level, where you have to acknowledge that like a game must be doing something pretty remarkable if it has um, that impact on you. Yeah, um,
0: And, it, 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 and it's for, that for impact me, on me, for for me, it's when you when you're having dreams and you dream about like hey, either you, being in the game world or oh. playing the game or something to do with the game. Like if it inv- invades your subconscious, yep. then
1: the game is a winner. I've been putting the soundtrack on when I walk around because I'm like <laughs> I. I I wanted to see if the, the soundtrack to this game was already on Spotify, and it was. And I was like, I want to find the track that plays during a sequence that happens inside the first yeah. two hours. And I found that track and I played. And like, I do journaling at night and every single journal entry since God of War Ragnarok came out has been about God of War Ragnarok. Either recapping the story <laughs> or sharing theories and things like that. Like, it's exactly what you said. It's like the Tetris effect, uh, but it's the yeah. except Ragnarok. Yeah. And there's, again, something that you have to acknowledge that when something is so, like, all-encompassing that, that's, it, like you, as you said, invasion starts to happen. That's also, you know, a, a good sign that you're in the midst of something pretty special. Hell yeah. I think that's what this oh, game man. is. I think this is a special game.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think it's a special game, uh, like, undoubtedly. Um, man, I wish Jonesy was here, but maybe it's a good thing that he isn't because it would have been, like, another <laughs> another hour yeah. on top of that kind of thing which I know people listening at home wouldn't have minded whatsoever but we are on a, a bit of a tight schedule this evening um yeah that that journal Jamie uh y- you may have to delve into it when we record uh a spoiler cast when we've all finished the game
1: um oh for like you know, for the story details and story beats
0: yeah just kind of like go through your your theories and whatever and kind of oh, like right the, yeah the, See how it kind of panned out. Uh, that would that would be fascinating, actually.
1: It, it, be really I, cool. I will say on the theories front, it is for the some of the mentioned reasons I mentioned earlier. It's it's kind of difficult to have theories. Mm.
0: Like put it this yeah, way, because I guess like, that you, you you can only have theories if the characters can lead you towards seeing any potential theories. But if right. all the characters kind of, from what you've been saying seem to be in the dark about what is happening because it is undoubtedly an an unprecedented event in Ragnarok.
1: it 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 Um, goes back to the Minority Report thing. Every single character in the game has been told what's going to happen to them. Some of them believe it, some of them don't. Some of them want to change it, some of them don't. And it's it's very hard at this stage to know how that will play out. And there's also... Again, (laughs) this isn't the time for theories, but there are also like other asterisks is thrown in there where I'll, I'll give a hint to one that will mean nothing to mm. people that hasn't except the people who've played it I think you you Josie and I have discussed it Thor has a voice line um, very early on um, that it happens during gameplay it's not in a cutscene, and like yeah. you could read into that a lot, or you can read it to that, not at all. I can I say at this point, I have no additional reading on it uh, compared to, like, the reading oh, on wow, it that you will okay. have. But I'm like, well, there are other things that, when we thought about what didn't add up in 2018, that, like, maybe there is weird shit that happens. I don't I don't know. I, Chris, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I want to find out, damn it. I need End to, this podcast I need to find now. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And it'll be good to get Jonesy's thoughts uh, next week at the very least. Um, mm. But yeah, Jamie, as, as time marches on, and I did promise uh, a little bit of a rundown on some other stuff, even though we're, the clock is ticking. Uh, but before that, Jamie, uh, you know, we would be remiss that there are certain people on this planet that we owe the Super Show's existence to. And I'm, of course, talking about our lovely patrons. They headed on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. They showed their support. They pledged a little bit of moolah, a little bit of dosh, some money. Wonga. And uh, some Wonga. Yeah, haven't heard that word in a very long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, as, as we like to say, they metaphorically keep the cameras rolling, keep the lights on, and mm-hmm. keep this podcast coming to be uh, essential syrup for your earlobes. Uh, just your earlobes not your air canals it's it's a weird thing but it's just how it works it's like resonance and uh yeah, it was a cascade resonance i don't know all of that shit but what yeah, you can see guys. on screen right now are some names that have been very generous enough to support to the super show cause and i am of course talking about aaron cameron athletic gravy bill caesar brimstone cole k crow's perch i snort rock salt Jesper Camdahl-Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Pastors Guild, and as always, the big boys, Brett Z, aka Shellshock, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Guerrero, and of course, the one and only, Peaswad. Thank you so much to each and every one of you. You you make it all worth it. Honestly, you do. Um, We love it. You know, this is, uh, we are able to come on here, talk about God of War for like, what, an hour and a half, just about, Um, without managing to say anything because, spoilers, Um, (laughs) and it's all thanks to all of you lovely people. So if you would like to join them in keeping the Super Show dream alive, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Super Show and show your support. For as little as $2, you get access to the Discord server, which, um, I don't know about you, Jamie, but I haven't been on there much because I've been... uh, Balls deep in Kratos. Uh, uh, I'm poking my there, head in here and there. Yeah, you know. Um, but things will change. I think we've got to get a... a God, you were mentioning that you wanted to do it. set up a Got a War channel on the Discord. Yes. Uh, so that could be a thing where you could I, well, uh, chat to fellow I, uh, Ragnarokians. I
1: think also, depending on the timelines with which you, Jonesy, and I uh, finish the game, I think some yeah. kind of a spoiler cast seems... Oh, um, well, it's on it's it, it's it, it's inevitable it, I hope it's inevitable maybe it's one of those things where we all finish the game' we're all just like oh okay yeah no we actually nothing need to be said but i've got <laughs> of, I'm hopeful I doubt that it. it's, I doubt a, it. it's a it's uh, a a game and a story that lends itself to deep discussion so something else to keep yeah. an eye on I guess um patrons oh yeah and thank you for uh, the support yeah
0: thank you very much for the support another thing Jamie uh talking about something to keep your eye on uh remedy a developer who we like we like remedy here in um the super show we like their their wares you know if they were khajiit and we have coin we'll buy their wares um they have confirmed that control 2 is in development if you had any doubt in your mind i think they had mentioned that they were going to do it but this is at least official confirmation that they've started development for ps5 xbox series x and pc um so, Control 2, formerly known as Codename Heron, will be built on Remedy's
1: Northlight engine. Now, was the original Control on the Northlight engine? I don't, I don't Uh remember. Good question. I th- I've got a feeling it was, but it was early enough in the Northlight engine's sort of, like, life cycle that it wasn't really advertised as such. I might be wrong, yeah. but... Because what else yeah, have Remedy c- put out, like, since then? Since the <sighs> Control and its DLC? There was those two FPS games... The, the, yeah. the Crossfire X campaigns. Um, yeah, but
0: they did the campaigns, not necessarily the, the technology
1: behind them. Right, right. right. Um, um, I've so got... Just a, a, I th- yeah, I think... I, I, so I think it must have been. And now they're kind of getting to the point where they're advertising the fact that Alan Wake 2 and that Max Payne remake and and so on and so forth must all oh, be right. running Actually, as well.
0: Actually, North Lights was first utilised in Remedy's 2016 video game, Quantum Break. Um, but as we know, like with with video game engines, yeah, fucking—I mean, j- just look at um, Bethesda; they've used the fucking same rickety old engine for well, corners How yeah. long? Although a- to about be fair, to change,
1: I think Northlight is uh, is pretty impressive. And I think weirdly enough, even if you go back to Quantum Break, I mean, we all remember that as this weird mishmash of a video game that like had a TV show part to series, it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but if you go back and look at the gameplay of uh, of Quantum Break, for as much as it is. At its heart, a kind of average third-person shooter, there are some elements to it, the way that like the time-warping abilities manifest yeah. themselves in combat that are actually visually pretty neat. Um, Mate, you, you just had to
0: talk about control and talk about visuals. Like, Control I mean, is such yeah. a stunning-looking game. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're lo- really looking forward to this. So Remedy, 1st Nine line plans for a bigger budget control game, if you can believe it, because uh, Control is one of those top games anyway. Uh, but they announced that in June 2021. So what, a year and a half ago? Uh, yeah. And uh, CEO Tero Vertala on a statement on Friday said, I'm now proud to confirm that the bigger budget control game, also known as Codename Heron, is Control 2, a full-blown sequel to award-winning game Control. I mean, what that sounds like is like, we said we are making a sequel to Control. This is a sequel to Control.
1: Please clap. I mean, there's a bit of that. Uh, do you want, uh, to j- jump ahead a little bit the quote that kind of caught my eye and made me think okay how literally are you going to follow through on that um, on that statement yeah. is the one from Mikhail Kasurinen all these fun I presume mm. Finnish names who is the game director of the Control franchise who said with Control we leapt into the unknown we wanted to yeah. create something new something different something unexpected a world like no other blah 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 and hey between I think we largely agreed that they achieved it that, yeah like, nailed it there's but the quote continues with control two we'll take another leap into the unknown and it'll be an unexpected journey um and like you start thinking about what a control two could look like and it's like well is it as simple as picking up where jesse faden's uh journey left off and she's now like the, the the head of the bureau whatever the fuck it is and she sits yeah. that like because do they go back to the oldest house or do they do something entirely different you, I, do,
0: I reckon they open it up, and I and I, I think it, it's funny. I don't remember the names of a lot of the stuff, but like the um, the council or whatever it was that actually weren't human. It turned out. Oh, like spoilers! The board. The, sorry. The,
1: board um, the board. Yeah. You get those um, weird voicemails um, from them, and yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's going to be a lot more stuff to do with
1: that. That that's the what astral I would, plane.
0: Yeah, exactly. Shit like that, which it sounds fucking wicked, man. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I
0: love shit like this, and I I really really fucking I fucked with control and I will fuck with control too
1: yeah that's what I'm gonna say I, I I think I think as well like what what I'd like to see is I'd like to see them embrace the gameplay elements of control that worked so well which were often like physics based stuff I and mean, one of the things that was cool about control is was that the telekinesis abilities felt so fucking good from like the first second you pick something up um and they implement all that stuff really well I think there's room to expand on the the gunplay side of things. Like, I think the yeah. idea that one gun that can turn into a bunch of different kinds of guns is cool, but without going so far as I don't necessarily want to see Jesse Faden with an M4 in her hands or anything like that. Like, I think that's a bit <laughs> corny, but like, I think you can I- expand on those systems and come up with something cool. And the other thing I'll yeah. say is that I hope they take the significant amount of positive feedback that the Astray Maze got as, as an oh. excuse to. Building more like set pieces that kind of say like, "Hey, just, just make, we're going to yeah. take you on a fucking ride for the next fifteen minutes."
0: Make it Astral maze. The game—that's that, what you got to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like, do, do, like, yeah, fuck with our heads. Like, let's have more like shit that's spinning out of control and corridors that disappear into nothingness and like, 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 yeah, you know, let let fuck, fuck 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 our shit up. Let's do it. <laughs> fuck it up. Hell yeah.
0: Ah, uh, Jamie. Well, I, I think. You know, I think that's all we've got time for this evening, unfortunately. Um, but hey, you know what? Like undoubtedly, Jonesy will join us next week uh, unless he decides to start World War Three, which is entirely possible. The guy has a very bad track record, so you never know. But we will hear from him and we can kind of pick up a discussion, a kind of like a, a catch up on God of War Ragnarok and, and our thoughts and yeah. have Probably. it as an ever evolving thing, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I've got a feeling that this by this time next week I won't need to share quite as thorough as a, a, a kind of a lowdown on where I'm at. But obviously, Jonesy <laughs> will want to. will have stuff to say. And I'll, you know, he'll probably incite me to get angry at him at something or other. Oh, that we just I, I
0: honestly hope he does because that's that's pure entertainment, baby.
1: Right. Well, uh, I, I, feel, yeah. I don't know about that. Hopefully some news will happen between now and then so we do have something to talk about. Yeah,
0: that is the other thing about this week. is It's been a pretty fucking shitty news week, uh, but there we go. So we spoke about God of War Ragnarok and Remedy confirming that they're working on Control 2, which is something that we knew. So that, take, take that as, as an example of how bad this week has been for game uh, yeah. news. But I'm sure next week we will have a lot more to talk about. Uh, but yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far or watching us on youtube um hey you know leave us a comment because we'd love to hear it and you could reach out to us on social media at super show pod and don't forget you can listen to us on podcast platform of your choice or you can watch us on youtube so maybe next week try the inverse of what you're doing this week and with that all i can say is thank you so much for watching or listening and we'll see you next week bye, bye.